0: Hello all, welcome to the Lunar C Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 180, and today we'll be talking about Are You My Dad? I'm
1: GC13.
2: I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia.
1: And I'm David. And I'm not your dad. So this is the biggest mess-up of, like, uh, possessive pronouns in maybe cartoon history. Uh, <laughs> an incredibly advanced spacefaring race, you know, doesn't understand, uh, you know, The modifier my in front of words and and comes to a planet yeah you know
0: (laughs) well i I don't know i think it's even worse that she should have been specifying she's just looking for any my dad are you a my dad because it's like when peridot's talking to yellow diamond she's like i'm peridot yellow diamond's like yes i can see that which peridot there are lots of you and i kind of don't care to Know you as individuals.
2: Yeah, but like, you would ref. There, you can have possession. The gems obviously understand the concept of owning other sentient creatures. Think of <laughs> pearls. <laughs> so if they can understand the concept of my pearl, my ship, my things, gem sentient creatures that belong to me, they can maybe. It would make more sense that they made the assumption that dad was some sort of slave race. That. He- <laughs> belonged to Stevens. the
1: dad slaveries
0: maybe they just figured and we're just gonna have to go with something stupid like this they figured that organics are too stupid to understand the concept of slavery so they must have just <laughs> messed up and have humans uh. called my dads
2: well it's possible that the transcript like it it heard my dad and it like tried to make it one word and, wow
1: now there's a possibility my dad
2: Because right. you know the text to speech <laughs> and the gem empire you know it's not perfect
0: bottom line is this is just a conceit we're going to have to accept to get the episode to happen the way the writers wanted it to <laughs> i will say this usually when whenever people talk about oh did you notice the animation in this episode and we're like no it looked like all the other animation and for this one the beginning really sticks out to me as looking weird like yeah. especially Especially, like, in that scene where Steven's talking to Amethyst about going to the Big Donut. Like, it looks really weird in that part.
1: Whenever the big pupils pop out and Steven's hair starts, like, flying a little bit back on his head, I I, I recognize these storyboard artists every time. And they are, they're just <laughs> weird. But that's okay, you know. Um,
2: I like the big pupil art style. I don't know. It's like that one episode they had with Naval Ruby, Navy that they had a lot of big peoples that episode and i I really enjoyed it i think it added to it though so it worked
1: yeah i guess it doesn't stay that way the whole episode i can't remember if at the tail end i do feel like i noticed it more during the beach scene than any other time but that's also because the way they draw amethyst i feel like looks a lot different too steven's hair sort of sort of changes in shape but amethyst looks a lot different of course also amethyst has been going through so many costume changes at this point in the series that like and we see the gems sort of less than usual. It's just like, oh, Amethyst on screen, eating a can of beans. <laughs> this is new. Also, I liked all the prop work. You know, it's fun when there's new props in, in an episode with the black bean can, with the cute little smiling beans and the bean facts on the back was uh was a nice touch. But And then, like, the Dream Ghost VHS and the, like, flyers that Sour Cream had were all You know, the storyboarders, uh, well, I don't know if they fully draw the props. They might just come up with prop ideas and ask someone else to draw them, but it was nice.
0: That's a lot of flyers
1: for a small town, though. Okay, so I don't know if we touched this last time, but so he chooses to use a wanted poster. My question is, are those copies of an actual wanted poster or are those like, like, it was the original, and he's just, like, being cheap, and he just wrote over them. Did he photocopy it? And if he photocopied it, why on earth didn't he just find another photo? Was that the clearest photo? That's a zoomed-out photo of Onion stealing tickets from Funland. I mean, come on. You're not showing your brother in the best light.
2: Maybe he, he tried to go to Vidalia to get a picture of Onion, but she was, like, always working or something like that. So he needed to he needed to find something. So he just found... Uh, the image from the, the Funland security video.
0: The police probably keep a lot printed out <laughs> just to be ready. That
2: could fill half an episode. The closest uh, accessible going to, photo. <laughs> going to Mr. Smiley and being like, do you have a picture of Onion? He's missing. And he's like, oh, I got it. I have plenty. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> no let me pull one lie. up from the security. Uh, uh. And also Steven's a bit of a drama llama, so he seems like he would want to print out <laughs> all those flyers just to be thorough
0: with uh with Barb though uh, I've been watching so much OKKO OK I cannot mm. not hear Carol anymore.
1: Yeah, except I like Carol a lot more than
0: I like Barb. Well, Carol has a lot more room to be a character. Barb is just, you know, Sadie's big boisterous friendly mother. <laughs> Carol's like a fully realized character.
1: Yeah.
2: I like how they finally acknowledged that Steven had just gone and di- Steven and Lars and Sadie had just gone and disappeared for, like, eight <laughs> days at the minimum. Because the whole island adventure, like, you're thinking during this episode, hey, they're gone for a long time. And these are, like, hermits who live in the wilderness. Like, people will notice their disappearance. And it's the- I'm gonna be so mad if they pull the same thing for the new episode we just got. Jungle Moon. Steven and Connie missing for... At least a few days, maybe even a few weeks. And
0: <laughs> I don't think it was that long. I think it was a day or two.
2: It might. Have, well, a couple days, enough for the weather to change, for some stubble to come in.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> it just depends on how fast Stefani's beard grows. I mean, maybe the gems were more busy back during Island Adventure. They just seem to be on a lot more missions. But like yeah. at this point, they're just building sand castles and like furniture and stuff. So they should notice when yeah. <laughs> they go missing.
2: Yeah, and, uh, Stephen just got rescued from space. He was just missing in space, and that was a big deal. And it was just <laughs> mentioned, like, five episodes. Oh, they're never gonna let me out of their sight again. And they, <laughs> they
0: let him go into space? onto to world, or so they think?
2: Yeah. And- <laughs> Someone mentioned it's like, you know, Pearl shopping for a child leash at this point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, she'll probably just shapeshift herself into the into the child leash if she can. If she can't, she'll have Amethyst do it.
2: Hey, you know, it's been mm-hmm. what, 200 episodes and Pearl is not shapeshifted once besides clothes. so.
0: Hmm. Well, if she's gonna shapeshift, it's gonna be so she can be Steven's child harness. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Garnic, That's what's gonna push her, her over fingers. the edge. Uh, yeah, but, uh... So-
1: continue oh no i didn't have a great comment (laughs) just i didn't i didn't uh, have any comment (laughs) those posters um you know uh, again sour cream mentions that he loses a dollar while searching for onion in the arcade and just like apparently no one can search for someone through the arcade without being distracted by the vending machine or literally anything Uh, and again in this episode what did he do wasting a dollar
0: he's no he said he spent a dollar in the vending machine, checking to see if onion was inside it.
1: Right, and then Stephen—that's why
0: Stephen gets something out of the vending machine. Also, and, uh, sure enough, onion's not inside.
1: Right. Well, it's almost as smart as seeing if Jamie's delivering packages to peat moss in a log. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah, that was that was pretty bad.
2: Wait, does Mister Smiley not have a set of keys that open the vending machine to add <laughs> snacks?
0: He probably heard the jingling in sour cream's pocket and encouraged him to check by buying stuff.
1: <laughs> I that's mean, the
0: kind it, of guy, Mister Smiley is.
1: At least we've seen onion in a vending machine. I mean, I'll give him that.
2: Yeah, that's continuity.
0: But I, I did like with Stephen the Hulk. Maybe they're all on vacation. No, Stephen. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, Stephen's much more brutal comment is like. He just tells himself, whatever the case, it's up to me to find them. Even though at this point, he doesn't even think that there's a gem involved at all. He's just like immediately responsible for all his friends. It is a much more subtle instance of his like, just servant complex of just like...
0: Just let me do this for you? Yeah. Uh
1: But to Uh an extreme, he's just responsible for Beach City's citizens just because of the legacy of Rose Quartz or something. And it's like, he doesn't go to the gems for help. Well, he does actually, but they're just drawing pictures. (laughs) Not really, you know, then they split up, but he makes that comment before he goes to anyone, because he searches himself first, instead of seeking help first, which is, uh, come on, Steven.
2: Yeah, he's, uh, I think he's still maybe in the part, in his little bit of development, he wants to prove himself, you know? He wants to be protector of Beach City, even if you think of his character at the beginning of the series, you know? He wants to be a Crystal Gem, protector of Beach City, you know, superhero kind of person, so... He definitely loves taking in those roles, so he really wanted to embrace that. Anything to add, Isabel? Uh, How about we get to Aquamarine and Topaz, perhaps? Yes!
1: Oh,
0: yeah. (laughs) Finally get some good looks at these guys. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this is
1: probably the most, like, sudden, just like, oh, wow, there's a gem on screen type reveal. Like, Steven just turns around and boom, Aquamarine. And she's one of the most simple designs of a gem we've ever seen just like this very clean plain design of like tiny blue gem and it's just like instantly recognizable huge eyes it was really like kind of startling almost
2: yeah i love her design and i love how she was presented really kind of set the tone of being just like what is a gem doing here and before steven and it's like this kind of development before steven would be like a gem and now he's just sort of like oh what what is happening? You know, he's like, this This is bad news.
1: Yeah, it's a little suspicious that he doesn't immediately link Gem Presence to the disappearance of his friends. He's just like, maybe he's lo- she's lost her dad too. And then this sort of continues the trend. I can't remember if I brought up last episode or a few episodes ago of the show sort of letting Steven and Connie sort of ask questions that don't really have the correct answer, but like they're, they're being a little more inquisitive. So, like, they're thinking, you know, when they're in the uh, house drawing the pictures, they're like, oh, what? Maybe she has a dad. And then Pearl's like, no, gems don't have dads. So they're, you know, they're being a little more inquisitive. And then they, like, talk about all the possibilities on the sidewalk of a mansion and a rich man. (laughs) It's a TV show they could watch.
2: I really appreciated that because, (laughs) like, you know, you always see in shows and whatever where they don't come up with wrong answers. Like... In real life, you have wrong theories that are presented all the time, but you know, but they usually don't include that in media because, you know, it's time-consuming.
0: Parsimony. We demand parsimony.
2: I don't know what that means. If
0: they're going to be wrong, it has to move the plot forward somehow, and it's kind of hard to do that. So it's a lot easier just to have them say right things.
2: Yeah, like, you th- watching Criminal Minds, they're, you know, the worst offenders. Every single time they come up with, like, a killer... Profile the right every time, and I'm like, okay, but a 70% chance is not a 100% chance, so to make that assumption, <laughs> blah blah blah. Anyway, I could talk for hours on that. And who wants to listen to my Criminal Minds podcast? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really did appreciate that little kind of story detail. Also, I'm kind of looking through and like skipping through the episode right now. I just noticed this with Pearl's drawing. Of Steven's description of Aquamarine is signed with her name. <laughs> She's so adorable. Aww. She's just like, you know, no, no stealing my art. no to sign <laughs> it on the bottom right, which is a human custom. So. Well, who do
0: you think they learned that from, Sophia?
2: Well, I mean, she obviously learned human script. No,
0: I'm pretty sure Pearl taught it to him. <laughs>
1: Oh, that is sort of a missed opportunity that the pearl signature wasn't in the gem language, but that would basically look like mm-hmm. a scribble anyway, so. Yeah,
2: it's oh, well. probably like the best transition to go from gem language to cursive since it's very flowing in the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did think that the weird fantasy that they went through, though, like, was that a clear link? At first I was like, okay, what stories do I know already about rich guys? Like Annie, but the story they're talking about isn't really Annie. And then even Steven seems a little off-put and confused about Connie's in-depth story where he goes, you really think so? You really think that's a possibility? His eyebrows are
0: just raised, and I'm like... Yeah, I thought that was a weird moment of downtime.
1: Yeah, it was very strange. I liked the ideas of, like... Thinking about is there another gem like Steven? It continued off like the Nora ideas, and I'm like, okay, they're talking about that. And then but now we're just talking about some totally weird, like they're in the writer's room coming up with ideas for <laughs> a gem being on Earth, and this was like the spin-off
0: series <laughs>
1: most out there idea.
0: <laughs> Aquamarine in the city coming in 2019.
1: Yeah, the Doc Coptic <laughs> franchise is coming to an end, and whoever's writing those needs <laughs> a new ridiculous franchise yeah
0: i th- I thought it was kind of cute yeah, yeah show steven and connie being buddies
1: yeah well and furthermore to sophia's point or well i guess to your point of just like making having the characters like make flawed uh judgments about like the questions they have they're also just like connie just has a weird story and she just kind of shares it and steven doesn't know how to react to it that's a that's a very steven universe type moment of just like some honesty and some weirdness, you know? Every Everything a character says isn't just, like, perfect. Every idea or story they come up with doesn't have to make sense, necessarily. I mean, yeah, if you
2: look through the Steven Universe subreddit, you're going to see buckets and buckets of wrong theories, <laughs> you know? <Yeah>. Completely <laughs> off-the-wall guessings, and some of them do stick, which means that, like, you are, you know, some of them turn out to be true, even if even if no one took them seriously in the beginning, but the fact that that idea is in your head, like, at least for me, almost spoils it a little bit. Because I'm not as surprised because I already considered the possibility. Like, mm-hmm. the difference between me, who constantly frequents the Steven Universe subreddit and other fandoms and people who make theories, and my friend who watches Steven Universe but does not participate in that kind of stuff, he was totally caught off guard by the My Dad thing. Like, he was not expecting that whole reveal. <laughs> mm. He was like, oh, they thought it was a single word. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas everyone
0: who frequents the Steven Universe board was like, oh, hey. Because <laughs> we had already seen the promo and were like, oh, hey, that's probably from when Steven was talking to Peridot in Marble Madness. Uh huh. Sure enough. Mm.
2: Yeah. So, um, I don't remember if we pinned it to the Marble Madness, but they definitely, like, immediately found out that it was referring to uh,
0: As soon as they showed the promo with Aquamarine asking, are you my dad? People were like, oh, this has got to be the I mean, heck, even before that, people were like, hey, oh, hey what if they use Steven's list of humans to Peridot in Marble Madness as a list of humans to take for the zoo? And sure enough, that's mm-hmm. that's where they went.
2: Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I could give myself enough credit to think that I would have come up with that on my own.
0: That's okay. There are literally thousands of fans discussing stuff. Uh, We come up with a lot.
1: It takes a lot of really bad theories, you know, to come up with some of these correct ones. Just because someone came up with, oh yeah, my dad, that came from Marble Madness. There's also, like, some pretty embarrassing theories about, you know, lots of other things.
2: Yeah, but I I don't want to give myself the credit and be like, oh, you know, if I hadn't participated in the fandom, I still would have known what they were talking about with my dad. And I was like, mm, maybe I can, I can be a little bit, I guess, unintuitive at times. So I don't know. I don't like, I don't know how much of the show would have been a surprise to me if I hadn't participated in the fandom and seen all those theories.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of unintuitive, while we still have our writer's caps on, let's talk about <laughs> the the face-off between Aquamarine and Topaz and Steven and Connie, because the excuse i cannot let go i will not let go of how bad how and how lame it is that that steven has to be in a log in order for yeah. him to be inactive during that scene exactly. and i just kind of wanted us to walk through like is there any you know what what are the factors that lead to that being the best choice so we're in onion's lost woods right um you know we saw this location one other time in onion friend I I guess this location is the best place to be for this because it's one of the missing people hideouts, you know. It's a location where no other beach city we don't even know how far away it is from the normal activity of Beach City, so no one can see him or these gems. And there's really I don't know, there's no other place. Can we think of any other place for this conflict to go down? That's like it's the first thing. It's a fine place.
0: It's a fine place. I just wish that rather than him being in the log like a chump, like he had <laughs> tried to Get in between Connie and Topaz, and Topaz had just bull rushed through him. That would have that would have been a lot better. Yeah,
2: I, like, Steven, you know, I felt like it was a very cheap sort of plot device to be like, oh, he couldn't save them. It's like, Topaz could have flicked him away with her pinky finger, and by the time yeah. he sort of got up and recovered, she was gone.
1: Yeah, she has the syndrome laser, and it's like, I was like, oh, maybe they didn't want to use that to hold Steven because they'd be, like, showing the power too soon. But then I forgot, oh, she uses that power on him. In the episode, right at the end, so they're not holding it back. Like, she could have restrained Steven anyway.
0: I think it's good holding the wand until the end, because it makes his defeat much more final. And so she only uses it once, and to really show it off as a powerful thing, rather than her having to use it twice. But, I mean, Topaz could have easily just knocked him out of the way, or anything. He doesn't have to be stuck in a log to be shown to be out of his league.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, that and, I mean, so when he gets thrown against the tree at the end, we get a crazy dramatic, you know, eyes fading out unconscious, like, knockout. He could have been beaten up a little more to, like, build yeah. up to that, like, defeat, you know? Because when he got hit by you know, into the tree, I was just like, and he was like,
2: no, don't take them. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he could have suffered a couple bigger hits. Like, gems are durable.
1: Yeah, he didn't even break the
0: tree in half and he's being... He's yeah. <laughs>
2: remember his fight with Amethyst? He busted through solid stone. You know. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Seriously.
0: Well, remember, the the trees are alive. Steven doesn't like harming living things. Yeah, so he can He's stop his really freaking
2: his momentum mid-air. I, well, maybe.
0: He was just upset that he might have bruised the tree, and that's why he was passing out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, I want to see Steven get the crap kicked out of him before he, you know, dramatically, you know, fades to black with his hand extended like that. You know, I think it was the the, the drama of the situation didn't really match the build up to it.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, if, if they had cut out Connie's little theory, maybe they would have had more time for a better fight. Maybe that would have been time better used. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we, we get a decent fight in the next episode so it's entirely possible they just want to hold everything off until then so
2: yeah and I, I mean, guess we'll talk more about that next week I wish they had a true half hour episode a, two, a true 22 minute episode not two episodes that are like back to back you know blah 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 like an episode you could play 22 minutes continuously with no breaks and and not be able to like make a part one part oh. two Doesn't
1: Bismuth
0: have three portions?
1: Yeah, Bismuth and uh, whatever the one with Andy is. Gem Harvest. Yeah, both of those are 22 minutes, and and arguably Bismuth needed the 22 minutes, but Gem Harvest is almost like a questionably long episode as far as like, it, it gives me, like, that episode wasn't like super plot heavy, and yet it just had so much room, just made it enjoyable and relaxed. Yeah, characterize Andy. Yeah, who we didn't really need to be characterized because he didn't become like a critical part of the show yet, at least. But he was
0: crucial to the episode and they made it work.
1: Exactly. And so in that like spirit of like, even if it's not crucial later on, like giving the room just in an episode for moments and characters to have space like I it's yeah, yeah, this setup shows that it would just be nicer to have that room. It's not like Adventure Time with just, like, <laughs> quick 11-minute bursts. Steven Universe's plot kind of demands. It is a tricky line when they made the choice. When Rebecca Sugar said, okay, well, I liked what I did on Adventure Time, so I'm going to keep the 11-minute format and the storyboarders. But also, even though it's storyboard-driven and short, we're going to have an overarching plot and try to make it dramatic and et cetera. Like, it it doesn't always balance out. It's hard.
2: Yeah. A lot of, especially the plot-heavy Steven Universe episodes, really suffer from the 11-minute time constraint. Yeah, they got to move uh. so quickly. Yep. So, uh, back to Aquamarine. Marine. So, I realize that she is, so far, the tiniest gem we've seen that's not corrupted, right? hmm Because the, the others are like, what, the Heaven and Earth beetles? But they're mm-hmm. corrupted. Yep, they're so, so tiny. I know. I love yeah, that.
0: Aquamarine's, like, way shorter than Stephen. Even, uh-huh. even Ruby is a little taller than Steven.
2: Yeah, Aquamarine's just a little chicken yeah. nugget, like.
1: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, she's still not, like, the size of, like, uh, when they were in the Ruby ship and got shrunk down and were basically, like, just the size of their gems, plus a tiny little body hanging off. I'm still waiting for, like, to see the Heaven and Earth beetle, which, you know, was tantalizingly shown in the art book, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. Like, uh, I have no idea what their future is, but it'd be interesting to see it's the size of a gem, you know, isn't important to their role or rank, as we've seen here, that Aquamarine's so like, I didn't even need to be on this mission, Topaz, you could have done it by yourself, even though Topaz is the big brute, Aquamarine's the one higher than her. It, it'll it be interesting to see more of them. I mean, the moment where we actually get to be on Homeworld and see, like, 50 gems in a shot and, and oh. really understand their society more and, and then go out in space more and really see, like, what are they doing? What are their lives like? And why are they actually... Why is their society the way it is? Why do they do what they do? How do you spend an eternity being alive as a rock with magic powers? I'll be I'll be excited. Very exciting times.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems that the whole size thing is is somewhat significant, but only really for quartzes. you know, although the fact that diamonds are, you know, colossal Mm -hmm. could be a different explanation.
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm confused about which is which.
1: Yeah, I guess it can play both ways. I mean, the diamond's got to be big because big is cool, but also then maybe... You know, it just depends.
0: Maybe middling sizes like pearls and zircons are unimportant.
1: And as you get bigger or littler, you get more important. Who knows? But then there's Lapis. (laughs) And Lapis is pretty powerful, but I don't know how high ranking she was. Because even though she was a terraformer, that might not mean that, you know. She's probably
2: like middle class, I would say.
1: Right, because like bismuths were like powerful workers building all the monuments. But I don't know if that really put them high up in society.
0: Yeah, very confusing. All I know is that aquamarine and topaz, very little and very big, even when unfused topaz is very big, are both very high up on the henchman scale.
1: Oh, you also just gave me a little idea of the fact that like as far as fusions of the same gem and the size change there, like when we saw garnet and amethyst fuse, I mean that Ooh, sardonyx hold, hold was' huge, whereas like topaz here, two pretty large gems, but when they combine. Not that much bigger than the two gems, and that's similar to like how it takes five rubies to make like big ruby. But even that seems like you know a pretty big. Even that's
0: like not all that much diff. Not all that much bigger than smoky quartz.
1: Yeah, it's surprising that the topazes weren't smaller.
2: I would love to see a a two ruby fusion, just like a a larger (laughs) than average but still pretty small ruby. And the aspect (laughs) ratio doesn't change a lot, so she'd still, like, have the same proportions, but just be, like, Mm -hmm. really thick.
1: No, I like the idea of like, and we've seen so many placements on rubies. I like the idea of like a small gem that turns out to be a fusion of two smaller gems, but you didn't really know because like like it's just a ruby walking around, but like somehow they're just slightly bigger, and you're like, well, that's just Steven Universe It's just off model, off proportion all the time. You can never tell, and then they just unfuse, and you're like, what? And there's like twenty gems that are just like, oh my, it's God. the Heaven and Earth beetle, but now there's twenty beetles. You know, who
2: knows? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
0: So, does anyone have anything else to say about
2: "Are You My Dad"? I want Pearl to give me art lessons.
0: <laughs> oh, are you kidding? She can't even draw a circle. What's she gonna teach
1: you? <laughs> Actually, I can hardly draw a circle. You know, I'm still waiting on the distinguished boy khakis. I don't care that they are definitely already probably in a landfill somewhere because Jamie's packages.
2: Jamie
0: better lost. have gone back and retrieved them. His duty as a mailman demands
2: it. I feel like Onion would definitely see khakis left in his forest. As fair game, I mean he sees things that <laughs> definitely do not belong to him as fair game. So
1: if Onion is wearing khakis over his red pants slash shoes, I will die. If that's like the next return of Onion, in
0: Onion's <laughs> mind, khakis left in his forest are tribute to appease him.
1: Oh, that would be great if it's just like they're building something out in the forest, and there's just like a flag with the distinguished khaki flying. <laughs>
2: He uses it, like, as a headband. I don't know.
0: King Onion sitting there on a throne of offerings drinking a can of guacola.
1: Ugh, the only person to drink guacola. I can see him having the whole stash of them. Disgusting.
0: Yep. Ugh. So, nobody else has anything to add? Uh, not me. <laughs> All right, then that's been us on Are You My Dad? Join us next week when we'll be talking about I Am My Mom. Until next week, I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. I'm David.
2: And I'm Sophia. Leave a review on iTunes and that, all that, yes.
0: Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarSeaspire.com. Thank you for listening.